What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 239 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I am joined, as always, by my buddy Matt Deitch. What's going on, man? Uh, just, uh, you know, just kind of enjoying the last few days of warm weather that we've kind of had. So. Yeah, you got that right. They're talking talking snow a this weekend. A little bit of snow, and- yeah. I'm not, uh, what's, what's the deal with all of a sudden, you know, we couldn't buy a drop of rain from, uh, June, July and August. And, and now and, all of a sudden uh, it just seems to rain every other day. Yeah. Last I, night it hailed. Yeah. That I was saw so freaking no, weird. North of here today, they had some severe thunderstorms, you know, really? 60 mile an hour winds and some pretty damaging hail as well. So yep. yeah, we got a chance of nuts. rain, a chance of rain tomorrow on Wednesday, a chance of rain on Thursday, Friday, partly sunny and a high of a blistering 39 degrees 39. <laughs> and then uh yeah saturday uh, and possibly into sunday snow 33 and snow and uh well next week we get back up into 43 45 whatever but uh uh, I hate to say it, but winter is officially here. Yeah, we kind of got that one week of fall weather that we always seem yeah, to get. Right. And it's just like, you're like, oh, I could get used to these like 60 degree temps, yeah, this is the 50s nice. yeah. you know, and stuff. It's like, all right, put a hoodie and your you know, jeans on outside and you can do some yard work. And now it's going to be bundle up to go out there and work and uh, you're going to be sweating your butt off. <laughs> God, I hate it. I, I just, I, I mean, I don't hate winter. I, I like winter. I like summer, but I really like fall. And I really like that, you know, 70 degrees during the day, you know, 66 degrees during the day. And we just don't get it. No. We just don't get it. We go from uh, t-shirts and shorts to uh, layers. Yep. <laughs> no, I don't know. Welcome to the upper Midwest, apparently. But yeah. uh, whatever the case, uh, we all bitch. We never move. <laughs> I guess I guess it's on us. But uh, um, I think I saw a meme today that was like, uh, like North Dakotans in november when the first snow hits they're just like wow really yeah it's like yeah really yep. <laughs> it happens every year like but we still always act like wow it's gonna snow yep <laughs> yep i remember trick-or-treating in 91 <laughs> was that the year that that halloween just had the hell yeah. of a it wasn't in 91 then because i would only been three i know you would have been a senior in high school that year <laughs> but uh, i would have only been three but i uh, had to be had to be like when i was 10 12 or whatever and and uh, I remember we got one heck of a good snowstorm that time, but uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, so, uh, okay, yep, uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm back. A uh, couple big things in the fishing world uh, before we get to our guest today. Uh, Vexlar uh, sold this sold. last week. Uh, obviously, that's going to be something that uh, we talk about later on in the show. Um more turmoil in major league fishing uh sounds like the anglers are actually getting together and uh forming a union yeah uh pretty wild uh never saw that coming uh, <laughs> insert sarcasm there but uh whatever um we'll we'll talk about all that later in the show but first up uh all this wintery talks got us talking ice institute by Dakota Angler, the people that bring you episode 239, our sponsors, some of our favorite dudes. Um, we've got Todd and Josh on the show today, uh, going to talk all about uh, the Ice Institute. So yeah, I think uh, unless you got something to add to uh, either of those two other topics, Matt, uh, we'll jump over to uh, 
No, let's get over to those uh, Dakota two, Angler dirt bags. Yeah, the Dakota Angler dirt bags. God, they should get that tattooed on yeah, them. Something. All I right. Mean, maybe a sticker. Maybe we need to put little dirt bags right under the Dakota Angler sign someday. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's get over to them. And we're joined by the Dakota Angler Hike Camp boys today. Todd, Josh, how are you guys? Not bad. I, I really appreciate you calling me a boy. That's pretty good. Well, well, I mean, you know, you right? Know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta pat a guy on the back every once in a while, and <laughs> <laughs> makes makes him feel young again. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for joining. Uh, obviously, it's that time of the year. Uh, time again for the Ice Institute. Um, uh, I know with with you guys planning for it, did it seem like a whole entire year went by, or was it? Uh, was it a blink and like here last week yeah. it was last year's show <laughs> yeah. yeah i can tell you it just it seemed like this summer just seemed like to be a, a blink I, it just went by and uh you know we just got done wrapping up the uh, 2022 edition of the institute and it seemed like 2023 came around real quick and uh you know the bigger it gets the the faster it comes around yep i believe that now todd uh, how many years have you been doing this this would be, what, I think 14, if I remember right, somewhere, somewhere right around there. I'm losing track in you know, my old age, like, so I appreciate you calling me a boy because at my old age, my memory's starting to fail me, but uh, they're all blending together. But yeah, first started out in a, uh, you know, in a building right next to us and, uh, and then eventually evolved through, uh, went to uh, the Crooks Community Center north of Sioux Falls and then went to a church, uh, our church at Central, uh, Central Church in southern Sioux Falls and then uh, now at the uh, you know the site for the past five years has been the arena and convention center in sioux falls and and the first couple of years that you were in the arena there uh you were just in the arena and now you've expanded into the convention center part two right yeah that's correct i mean we uh, we tried to stuff everything in uh back into the arena a few years ago and uh you know that proved uh, very successful but uh again the continued growth and the and the demand from uh, other you know mom and pop shops like us that want to display their their products uh in front of a lot of people that asked us to, to continue to grow and we you know were able to kind of uh you know talk the convention center to giving us a few more uh locations and so now we have the entire uh, ent- entire convention center as well as the sioux falls arena and now, Todd, did you ever like think that you wouldn't like be able to fill that space when you know it first came available, or was it just like uh... every single every single year he had he runs into that every single year? <laughs> I was I was laughing because I was just waiting for Josh to pipe in because there's no doubt that I mean even this year, guys, I was sitting there thinking about oh I would say August going okay, we got a lot of space to fill here. You know, what's, what's going to happen, you know, and, and I'm just a warrior, you know, no, no matter what. Uh, and there was just a lot of non-commitments and now all of a sudden we we're just booming. I mean, people are calling and uh, emailing me yet today about uh, space availability. So uh, yeah, there's always a worry, Matt. There's no doubt about that because you never know. And I'm the type of person I am, I'm a kind of a people pleaser and I want to make sure that uh, all the vendors have a great time there too. And it's well worth their time. And so I always worry whether or not uh, people are going to want to come back to the show and, and make it a, 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 you know, a good experience for everyone. Right. Oh, and, and, uh, you know, what people don't really realize is a a lot of these shows, you know, across the upper Midwest here, uh, you know, 
people people just pay their money, come and sell their products, but you actually own um, the majority of these products that are sold there. Well, that, yeah, we're the only show that is not across the entire United States that is not run by a promoter. Uh, most other shows are done by a promoter and bring in, they bring in other vendors, other tackle stores to sell and to sell product. And, and we, uh, are a mom and pop shop. Obviously you're talking to Josh and I, well, my, my wife is heavily involved as well as my daughter and my other son, Nick, uh, and their families as well to, to make sure that this is pulled off on one weekend, uh, throughout the, you know, the, the month of November. And, uh, and we bring in all our inventory. We're the only ones again, that put our, noses or tail ends out in the wind so to speak and hope that people come and, and support the show and buy the product because there's no other show that uh, actually does that where the inventory is just totally one vendors yeah that's yeah. a big bite that's a big bite <laughs> <laughs> now josh uh, you you handle the day-to-day operations at the store uh, what what is planning for an event like this look like you know obviously this isn't something that it's like well it's october again better start getting the uh the ice institute stuff ready you know what what are the last few months been like you know obviously you're taking in inventory truckloads probably daily what uh what does that look like uh it's a game of jenga trying to get it all to fit uh well i'm pretty good i'm good at that (laughs) (laughs) you're hired then i will take you um, but no, it's, uh, yeah, it started early August. We start receiving, you know, like you said, truckloads, pallets, you know, almost daily. Uh, it's trying to juggle to make sure we organize the warehouse correctly so we can still access the inventory, you know, before the show kind of deal. Um, and then at the same point we're we're in the transition period of our bait shop. So we're taking our entire store from open water and trying to transition to transition it into ice which if you've ever been into our store before there's just a few pegs on the on the walls so it takes takes a few minutes to get that done and uh on a year like this you know guys aren't ready for to see ice stuff quite quite yet so we've been trying to keep out the right stuff as humanly long as possible but you know once we start getting down to the wire here it's it's kind of a full go we we got to make it happen because we don't have a crew of, you know, 20 guys to come in overnight and get her flipped over. It's uh, it's a lot of dad and I, uh, you know, trying to get it done throughout the day and into the evenings and and get her done that way and try to make sure that, yeah, we got her we got her ready for the uh, November 10th through the 12th because uh, whether we're ready or not, she's going to come. No, no, I, I guess I don't know. I don't actually know the, the answer to this question, but uh, when do you guys actually start? ordering uh uh, ice inventory you know you mentioned that it starts coming in you know august uh you know when when do you actually put those orders in a a, a lot of that's done in the springtime right so even before we've we even before we've packed away the ice stuff um you know we have our meetings with a lot of those bigger companies where we're trying to forecast for for that next ice season you know on what's going to sell you know we see the new products and things like that yeah you know, you stick your neck out and you try to think, well, I think, you know, this ice shack's going to sell really well, or this one's not, or this jig, or, or whatever else. But we do some supplemental ordering kind of throughout the season as well, you know. And, you know, even, shoot, even this past week, we have a lot of vendors calling us saying, hey, we got this deal going. You guys want to add more of this, or yada, yada, yada. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's never ending up until uh, about the week of. We're still kind of ordering stuff to make sure we got it all. Crazy, and th- and that's the great thing about this show is like for the smaller you know people that might just have a product that they designed in their in their garage and they're just trying to get pe- get it in people's hands. What a great place to do it at is the Ice Institute, where people can you know walk around, see it, and uh, you know move that product that they've uh, come up with. Well, and you know, and honestly, man, you you hit the nail on the head because there's a lot of people that will come to Josh and I and say, "Hey, would you guys be willing to carry our product?" Well, if we did that for every person, we wouldn't have enough room to carry anything. You know, it'd just yep. be plump full. And so we always say, "Hey, why don't you come to the institute?" And, and demonstrate to us that this is a popular product. And if it's a popular product, uh, we're going to say you saw it at the Institute. Now you can get it at, you know, at a store at Dakota Angler. So it's a, it's a proving ground, but it's also our way of saying, you know, we're a mom and pop shop too. We're going to give, uh, you know, an opportunity for, to other mom and pop shops to demonstrate or to show uh, the people that come to the show, uh, the products that they actually produce and, and take pride in. So it's worked out well for, for not only us, but also for those smaller vendors. Well, and there's probably a lot of people that uh, uh, come up with these ideas and it's like, well, I think this is a good idea. Well, I mean, you know, it, yeah. you, you can you can uh, test the waters you, uh, when, when you got a thousand people and a thousand people uh, an hour in front of you, you know. Uh, when, when you walk out of there, you probably got a pretty good idea whether or not it's a good, a good idea, but yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's a, it's a great opportunity for many people and it's a great opportunity for the, you know, for the consumer to come out and take a look at the stuff because they're not going to see it. Uh, you know, a lot of stores won't carry it if any stores will carry it. Uh, so this way here, you get an opportunity to buy some things that you might not otherwise see some other location. Yep. Yep. Now let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this year's show. Uh, obviously, you know you're going to have the uh, the old uh, I, I shouldn't say old, but uh, the vendors that are you know have always been there, the titans of the industry, the the Eskimos, the clams, the strikers, the otters. But uh, what are some of the new vendors that uh, people might see this year, Todd? Well, I think there's uh, right now we have over 35 new vendors, and obviously oh, we wow. can't ca- cover all of them, but 35 new ones. So right now we have a total of 125 vendors that will be on hand at the show uh, November 10th through the 12th. But uh, uh, Frostbite is one of the big ones that a lot of people have been talking about for a number of years. Uh, you know, the Dinner Bell is a popular spoon that um, uh, that they uh, sell, and a lot of people have been asking for them. And so we're proud to say that they'll be at this year's show. So I think a lot of people will be hitting that with a deep freeze. Uh, is another one. That that's very well popular with people that uh, use uh, tip-ups uh, during the ice season. Uh, other ones include summit ice fishing equipment, summit fishing equipment, uh, you know, the poles for the live scopes, and uh, that will be available. Also, uh, other ones like uh, I'm just trying to think of. We also have snacks like uh, twisted bee snacks uh, and signature meat snacks. Uh, Did you say snacks? Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing you baby. guys can't see oh, Scott baby. here. He kind of perked. Hey, you're still on a diet, so just relax. Oh, no, you won't yeah. be at the ice institute. No, I'm, oh, I'm done. Man. I'm done. Oh, oh, those snacks don't stand a chance. Yeah. Bet your ass. <laughs> you, know, you know, so that you know the snacks and uh, ice fishing go hand in hand. Uh, they do. And, uh, you know, so that goes uh, you know appropriately. We also have a lot of new jig companies, jig mania, jig mania, uh, also Macula Tackle. Uh, all those are coming in. Plus, we have a, a company that's going to be there 
you know, that are going to be showing you what to do with your catch afterwards, such as, you know, we're going to have Nesco uh, vacuum sealers there to, uh, you know, how to properly care for your catch afterwards, and then also how to fry it. And they're going to also have their Nesco fryers on hand and at unbelievable prices. So there's all kinds of things that you're going to see at the Institute that you're, that are going to be related to ice fishing and then also somewhat related to it as well. But uh, there's, again, plenty of new ice fishing vendors that are going to be there and i think you're going to really enjoy it this year now let's talk a little bit about the seminars you know that's kind of how uh the ice institute really uh uh you know one of the the great things about it is uh the fact that uh you know ton, tons of the biggest names in the industry are there in a very approachable setting uh you you can sit down in front of them ask them the questions that you're looking for and uh you know even afterwards you could walk right up to them and and shake their hand and and talk to them for an extended period of time after the seminar but uh who are who are some of those guys uh, that you're going to be having this year josh yeah I'll, I'll hand that one over to todd he okay handles the, uh, he handles that kind of aspect of it i do the number i do the numbers he does the uh the handshakes <laughs> yeah all right i'm always uh, i'm glad to hear that i get all i'm in charge of it's just the handshakes that's good yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah you know that's how it got its name scott is the ice institute we're not only going to sell you the equipment but we're also going to teach you how to how to use the equipment you're going to learn from the experts and you're not going to be able to have this one-on-one interaction uh, at any other show, if anyone's been up to Minneapolis at the St. Paul Ice Show or any other ice show, you don't get to see this inter- this close one-on-one interaction. And so this year, you know, we have the uh, the ones that have been here for from the very first uh, show, Brian Brosdahl and Brad Hawthorne. Those two guys have been uh, a very, you know, uh, a friend to the Dakota Angler Ice Institute uh, throughout the entire years. Uh, Jason Durham, Matt Johnson, two ice pros from Ice Team. Uh, we are also got Marcus Quam. Uh, you know, many people know Marcus uh, from IDO uh, and also that uh, he has this real therapy guide service. So he'll be uh, on hand there. Also a little bit different, Wes David, he comes out of uh, Manitoba. He's going to be talking about fishing Lake Winnipeg. So we're going to have a little bit of Canada influence uh, on this year's show. And then also something a little bit different. We're going to have Will Poppenfuss, and, I, and if I butchered his name, I apologize. I it's one of those things where I can't get it always right. But uh, he's going to be, a, you know, he's a very popular NWT angler. And then the Creme de la Creme. He's not going to be part of the seminars, but he's going to be there all weekend long for a meet and greet at the Dial and Rapalaboose, and that is Dwayne Joelm. Uh, Dwayne's been, Dewey's been, uh, you know, the 2022 NWT Angler of the Year. So we got a little bit of open water influence. Not to say that these guys don't do ice uh, fishing as well, but to be able to tap into uh, their minds and to their experiences and to their you know, their knowledge base is going to be something that I think a lot of people are going to want to take advantage of. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Walleye Will, uh, the guy that goes out and catches uh, cookie cutter 28s and and, uh, Dewey Jelms, uh, uh, his track record speaks for itself. Uh, uh, There's a lot of trophies on top of that mantle. So, uh, no, those those are some heavy hitters right there. Yeah, and like what what you said was, you know, one of the best parts is you can listen to their seminar and then they're going to be there for the rest of the weekend, right? Yep. So you can find them at any time, talk to them about whatever whatever they like to eat before and after they fish a tournament, whatever you want to talk to them about. You know, it's uh, kind of a cool one-on-one deal. Yep. Now, now, Josh, maybe we can actually ask you, 
How about the deals? How about the deals? Give us the Come deals. Come on, numbers guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buy, buy one feel, live I, scope, I get one free. One. Yeah, now I'm missing the numbers now, and I, I can't keep track of it all. Buy, right a, buy a live scope, get one free minnow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty gotta, solid deal. As long as it's free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it has to be a small minnow. No one <laughs> um, no, I mean, we got, we have, you know, obviously we like to keep a lot of this stuff close to heart, right? You know, it's always, uh, show up to the show and see, see a lot of what's going on. But at the same point, we also, you know, we like to give a, a couple teasers out there as well. Um, we already have a lot of those clam, uh, non full zip doors, uh, on sale, but at the show, you're going to get a free blackfish jacket, uh, Dale Pullover. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, you know, $120 value that you're going to get, you know, for free with the purchase of one of those shacks. Um, you know, we're going to have a lot of your, a lot of your different uh, clam man- or uh, ice shack manufacturers are going to be have, you know, all of the shacks are on sale, right? Uh, for example, like the Nanook XT uh, will be for like 560 bucks. So yeah, you're talking, you know, savings of about $130 on something like that. Yep. Um, 150 bucks off uh, Strike Master 40 volt augers, um, live scope bundles. Um, that's always the big one, right? What's what's going to be the price of the live scope? Um, it's the first thing to go, first thing to sell out. Um, we have a lot of them this year, right? Uh, a few more than last year. Um, it's still still pretty daunting to look at to look at those pallets of them but uh we're we're building our own bundles again this year that was a pretty big hit last year um so for the for the 34 for the live scope plus um we're gonna have the amped 30 amp hour battery um the summit pole uh 24 to 60 inch so it can also be used open water as well um, and then in a, you can either get one, we're going to have a regular 34 bundle and then a, we call it kind of the high roller, or maybe you guys would want to refer to it as like the mega motor bundle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now you're it, speaking it, my language. Yep. Exactly. I knew or either that or the Sturman bundle. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, that'll be on a, uh, a summit shuttle and a summit bag with the pole, the nice, ba- the same 30 amp hour battery, just a little bit, you know, sweeter looking system for the guys that are kind of looking for something like that. Um, those prices I won't quite give out, but those will be as always the cheapest that you will find, of course, of the year. Um, we never can come close to them after the show again. Um, one of the biggest ones that we had last year, uh, we sold out of crazy fast was Norfin boots. Um, Norfin boots were a huge, huge hit. We have those very, very well priced at the show. Make sure if you're looking for a pair of boots, pair of boots to check those out. Um, Bubba knives, R12 flay knives. They're always right around a hundred bucks at the show. Um, and then Todd mentioned uh, what to do with after your catch this year on how to prepare it, things like that. We'll have catching cook there this year as well. Um, I think they're going to bring a couple fryers, fry up some fish to be able to taste that catching cook batter. Um, before you before, before you buy a few bags, that'll be on sale there as well. So, what's the um, chances that that Catch and Cook uh, booth will be uh, close to our booth? Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, the, the whole snack aspect. We are thinking about you in mind and trying to make sure that the uh, if it's not close to you, we'll turn a fan on so at least it's wafting uh, the good smells your way. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying when you're when you're mapping this thing out in the next couple of days. Uh, 
Just just think about it. Just think well, about it. it. I actually did think about this, Scott. I know that the bloodhound in you, no matter where we put that snack booth with the fryer and the fish and the whole thing, you'll find it no matter where it's at. So I don't know. Really matter. I will. You know. I'll sniff that right out. Yeah, maybe that, it's all right to give make him get a couple extra steps in there just to get it. So then it's worth it for him. When I get there, I'm going to start howling treed. He's, he's 25 pounds lighter now, so he's going to be able to move pretty nimbly throughout that place. A lot of extra room. <laughs> nope. So, so Todd, I, I got to ask you, you know, leading up, uh, we're only a couple weeks out now. Uh, are, are you more excited for the first day? Or are you more excited for Sunday evening? Oh, I can tell, definitely tell you I'm not excited for Sunday evening. <laughs> that's, that Sunday evening is, uh, I'll, I'll excuse my French, but it's hell for uh, for Josh and I and for everyone else just to, to tear down that show and then oh, to yeah. bring it back into the store. Uh, I mean, the store it looks like a nuclear bomb went off on Monday morning because everyone is just tired and just wants to drop the stuff off. And then it's left up to the two of us to put the store back together. Uh, so Sunday evening, yeah, it's it, it, we can finally say it's over and done with, but that's really honestly where the hard work really does begin. So I would say it uh, like I was I was shocked last year when I walked out the door and saw how many people were down the hallways. And that brings that brings a smile to my face. Not not because I'm you know, people are spending money to come in the, to the show. It's the fact that people appreciate what we're doing. Yep. And that's really what it's all about. This is an opportunity that we wanted to bring a, a show, ice fishing show to the city of Sioux Falls and surrounding area that people are not only ourselves, but other people could be proud to come to. Yep. Yeah, there's people coming from all over. I mean, yeah. I think you'd be surprised at how far people are traveling We for got this some dirtbags coming from the other side of Iowa. And... Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you know, I just try, I can't figure out how to really promote the fact that, you know, the Dakota Angler is the home of the dirtbags. That just doesn't flow that well, if you know I what I I think mean. it people does. <laughs> that that flowed very well <laughs> off your tongue, Todd. That was <laughs> nice. That's some poetry right there. That's like some Shakespeare or something yep. like that right there. No, we mentioned we mentioned that to Stryker and Otter last uh, in our pre- uh, spring meetings, and they were like, dirtbags? What are you talking dirtbags? And then we had to explain that to them a little bit. So, yeah, we're getting your name out there, guys. We're doing yep, that. Yeah, I appreciate right. that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Now, Josh, uh, your dad, is he getting a little growly in these couple weeks leading up to it? I mean, is <laughs> yeah, it, how is it kind of kinda one of those deals where you just got to say, you know, Todd, why don't you stay over there calling weather? I'll take care of the shop. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I've had enough of you. <laughs> growly would be an understatement, I oh. guess you could say. Um but yeah, no, we. Uh, I think I uh, I share it just the same with him. So uh, he can be growly towards me, and he gets it right back pretty pretty darn quick. Uh, we have a, a two month old at home, so sleep isn't of the uh, the essence right now. So yeah, we're uh, we're running pretty thin, you could say, around here. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're burning the midnight oil and. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're we're chomping at the bit to get this thing going, and but like like Todd said, it's not it's not so much Sunday evening, but it's Saturday after we you know after we've worked out the kinks of the show on Friday, you know there's always some kind of disaster that happens on Friday, right? It's we rely so much on technology with our our POS system or Wi-Fi or whatever it is, there's always something that fails on Friday, right? Yeah. We entered something in wrong, whatever. But then on Saturday, we kind of get the flow of things pretty good. You know, we can, I'm not running around 100 miles an hour with my laptop. I can kind of walk a little bit slower through the show. 
Um, that's that's one you can finally you know take a step back and take a deep breath and look at what you know Dad's created through the through the years, right? And truly admire what 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 he's the hard work that he put in and what it's created. And you know, like I said, truly admire what what what's been done. And you know, and and then like he said, then then the the true storm comes on Sunday, and uh, for the next two weeks we are not leaving the bait shop we may as well set up a cotton there because we got a lot of work to do so your wives hate this time of the year 100 <laughs> percent. yeah I, yeah I cannot, i'm picking up what you're putting down yeah. the right way yeah she uh i i had to i had to come out into the garage and sit in my pickup for this phone call because she gave me she gave me that look and i said yeah hey, yep. i have a phone call to take and she goes at what time well, Jack, well, he's going to be sleeping. So, and I was, yep, say no more. I, I'll, I'll go outside. Yeah. So do we yeah, need. Welcome to married life, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> do, we, do we need to get your wife like a spa gift certificate or, or something like that? Just to. Maybe we'll it, it's, got, it, it, it's not, it's not you that has to do that. It's me. I, I, I continue to pay throughout the upcoming years. So don't worry about that. All right, Josh, you just let your wife know that this was Todd's deal. <laughs> Yeah. The dirt bags exactly. had nothing not, to do with not this. on us. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't you don't want her on your trail, I promise. <laughs> so now, Josh, looking at all the products that are coming, you know, to the show this year, what's like one that you're really excited to uh, to see? Maybe use this ice season. You know, I've gotten that question a lot so far this year from a lot of customers coming in, kind of asking, you know, what what what's the the new thing? And to be honest, after after the ice season that we had last year, all across the ice belt with him on the snow and stuff like that, these companies really kind of pulled back a little bit on the reins on a lot of this newer stuff um, and, and didn't come out with as much. Um, but some of the, the, the two things that I always say that I, I'm most interested to see is from Clam. I like their new jig and lure, the Tika Flash. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that one looks pretty sweet. It's, it's real small. Um, Berkeley used to have one and they may still that they sold over in Europe that had like that bio spin tail, but it was a little bit bigger, more made for open water. I think, I think this one, it, it's got some different action to it. And with that, that little blade on the back, providing that flash could be quite the deadly lure for panfish and walleyes. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very excited for that one. That, that's a cool bait. Um, and then on the bigger side of things, Eskimo came out with their new E40 auger. It is sweet. Uh, we, they showed it to us this spring. I couldn't fathom having another auger on our floor. And then when he busted it out and showed us, I was like, wow, that is, that is pretty cool. It has a great warranty on it, uh, warranty on the auger itself, warranty on the battery. And it turns like a son of a gun great blades very similar to the new eye to the ion from last year when they redid their ion to the alpha um it's very similar to that but at a cheaper price point and at the show that'll be on sale and with a free battery as well so that's 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 probably on the bigger side of things the ones that i'm most interested to see i would say to to truly get my hands on and see how customers kind of react to them too yeah you bet now, Todd, you got anything you're really looking forward to seeing? No, uh, the, you know, the daylight on Monday morning when the show is done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's fine>. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> 
I, I honestly, I'm just, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, because I've seen these, uh, you know, like the Joe Josh is talking about, I've seen some of these things. We've seen them firsthand. What I would, I'm looking forward to is some of these smaller vendors that have reached out to us and said, Hey, I want to sell your jigs at your show. I want to sell my rods at your show. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them because even Josh and I don't get to see them before they set up on Friday morning because of the fact they don't go through distributors or they don't sell directly to stores. So that's where I'm really looking forward to because that's really uh, where the ingenuity starts. You know, a lot of the stuff in the fishing industry is copied from one company to another. Uh, and to see mom and pops or, you know, um, an individual come up with something like that, a, a certain jig uh, that uh, other people don't have, I think that's where it's going to really be, be a lot of fun. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. Now, yeah. do, you, do you guys, like, ever find yourself throughout the weekend, I mean, you don't really get much time just to stop to take a breath, but just kind of, like, realize, like, the impact that you guys are having on, like, the ice fishing world, the fishing world in general by hosting this event. Um, you know, last year when we were there, you're seeing like all these dads walk around with their sons and the kids just getting excited about it or their daughters, you know, grandpas with their grandchildren, all that stuff. Do you guys ever just get to just take a moment to realize like how truly special this thing is? Well, you know, I will say, Matt, you know, that uh, I raised my two boys and my daughter up in the, in the fishing uh, we're not in the fishing business until later, uh, but you know, fishing has uh, been a part of my life all throughout my entire uh, 20 years of my lifetime, uh, and uh, that's why I'm called a boy. Just so you can, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, but uh, you know, but still, yeah, man, we no- we noticed that. That's what really got me interested in it uh, with the business, and we keep saying this is that the future of our sport is not with us 60 year olds it's with those uh, eight and nine ten year old uh, boys and girls that, that uh, you know that hopefully the sport doesn't change dramatically uh, in the coming years uh, so that it's always there it's a, you know I've always told the boys that no matter what you know hunting uh, it's great but hunting will never be the same it will always change year after year after year but fishing and having a rod in your hand and feeling that bite will never change. And, and I look forward to looking, you know, having that same experience with my grandchild, grandchildren, my grandsons, to be able to expose them and see that smile on their face when they catch that first first fish. And that's really what it's all about. And that's what the Institute is about. That's what Dakota Angler is about. That's what we all should be about is to, to make sure that we pass on those experiences and that love for the sport to the younger generations. Yep. Well, if that's how you raise Josh and Nick, uh, I'm beginning to kind of second guess the way I'm raising my kids. Like, yeah, maybe I should go a <laughs> well, different direction. <laughs> well, we, we also raise them with, with, with a lot of alcohol, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, fair enough. No, uh, before we let you guys go, though, uh, Todd, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sioux Falls Convention Center, what time is that opening up on Friday? Yeah, Friday, 3 o'clock, the door is open. $7 to get in the door. You can also buy a weekend pass for $15. And people say, well, why do I want to have a weekend pass? Well, you will see different, have an opportunity to see different speakers at the, the different seminars throughout the entire weekend. So that's the cheapest way of doing that. Uh, and then uh, the show will continue uh, through 9 o'clock Friday night. And then Saturday, 10 to, to 7. And then on Sunday, 10 to 3. And so you don't want to miss it, folks. This is we're right now and we we talk about how proud we are. And this is really due to the support, not only of uh, you, you guys, but the entire uh, upper Midwest and the tri-state area. 
we are now the second largest ice fishing show in the nation, and that is something that, that we can all hang our hats on. And so you're not going to be able to see these deals anywhere else. This is once, uh, you know, one weekend out of the year, and yes, I know that it's on hunting season for a lot of people, but make it a point to come on out. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, last year my brother shot a buck that Friday morning. That Friday morning I went out and helped him drag a deer, got back, quick showered, flew up there to Sioux Falls, and, yep, set up just in time. So, (laughs) nope. uh, Well, we we truly do appreciate uh, all the hard work that you guys put in. A hell of a good time for for not only us, but uh, uh, dirt bags across uh, the upper Midwest here and and, uh, just – ice fishing enthusiasts it's a good time for all of us to get together and and share stories and you know see people that you only you know there's some people that you only get to see once a year at the ice institute but uh uh no it's a hell of a lot of fun and uh like i said we appreciate you you guys uh putting it on just uh, just make just make sure you bring the freedom brew and we'll uh we'll call it even there's gonna be be coffee there We'll just all be powered by Freedom Brew, and uh, yep. it won't be so bad. Maybe maybe we need to get, like, a, a Josh tracker every time you walk by. We'll <laughs> maybe get, like, a bell and ring a bell. One of those like, clickers. Ding, ding, ding. One of those clickers oh, yeah, like that people. Fish yeah, yeah. One of the fish those counters. Those, yeah. Yeah. There you go. And maybe, maybe a shot of espresso every time I walk by, <laughs> too, or something, you know. That, that we could go for that. I'll guarantee you Austin Brugman's listening to this episode right now, and he will make it. <laughs> he'll make it happen. So... <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see you November tenth. November tenth. Yeah, that sounds great, guys. If they have more information, they can give us a call at six zero five three three six ninety one thirty two, or check out the, uh, the website at dakotaanglericeinstitute dot com. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. And that was Todd and Josh Heitkamp, uh, the owners of Dakota Angler, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the home of the Ice Institute. Yeah, November 10th through the 12th, the Sioux Falls Arena. Get out there and check it out, guys. Yep, we uh, we will be there. We've got, uh, I've actually got, I didn't even show you that, Matt, but you see right over there, uh, see that blue? Yeah. That's uh, our first first rod. Oh, uh, I've got another. You know, I've I've got that one. I've got another one that's currently in the mail. Um, got a couple other ones that uh, people have talked to me about that uh, I would expect uh, should be in the mail uh, in the in the coming days. And uh, so I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting kind of jacked up. It's kind of so like my. Christmas. That builder right there. Uh, uh, he swung by on his way back from Sioux Falls. Um, uh, on his way back from Sioux Falls, uh, Saturday, Friday, Friday, Friday it was. Yep. So, uh, got that and I'm like, God oh, dang it. Uh, oh man. Yep. And gets me a little giddy. It does. Gets I me mean, giddy. I am excited for, I mean, not only to see all the custom rods that are coming in for the, you know, the custom ice rod contest. I mean, if you still want to get into it, guys, you guys can still get into it. Oh yeah. Uh, just, just let us know, reach out and. If you're one of them that can whip it, you know, whip up a rod in a short day or something like that. I mean, you and I are custom rod builders. We I are. Mean, we yep. did. It took us a day to do it. So yeah, and I mean, I'll be honest with uh, how much better I've gotten. I mean, you know, it took me 
took me half a day this last time. I could probably get one done in half that amount of time. Much maybe, better looking. Maybe than, we need to display a Grady's rod with the naked lady on it. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> not a bad idea right there. But uh, Get a lot of guys over to the booth voting on it. Yep, yep. <laughs> a lot of dirtbag votes. <laughs> but, uh, no, if you are still interested in getting in, uh, Todd mentioned that it starts up at 3 o'clock on Friday, November 10th. Uh, if I have that rod at 258, you're in. Yep. So uh, um, that's all it takes. Uh, you know, the second that those doors open, people start voting. And, uh, um, you know, yeah, we've got the people's choice, the judge's choice. So uh, swing by our booth and uh, give it give it a vote. And uh, like, I, like I also mentioned, uh, Saturday night uh, we'll do a get-together um, over at the 212 in Brandon. Uh, come over and get some pizza, some burgers, some wings, whatever. They got it all, and it's damn good. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, too. Yep. It's going to be gonna be a great show, great time, a lot of fun. It's going to be a great weekend. Yep. Uh, in the fishing world, uh, obviously, kind of one of the things that really shook uh, the upper Midwest here and, and the ice fishing community was the sale of Vexlar over this last week. <laughs> Whoops, a daisy's bumped into the... Um, uh, Steve Bowman, Bowman, uh, I'm not sure what, uh, for sure how you pronounce that last name. Uh, there's, there's people with that exact same last name in this County. Half of them are Bowman's, half of them are Bowman's, uh, whatever. But, uh, Steve Bowman, that's what I'm going to call him. Bowman, uh, own the uh, owner of Vexlar, the old owner of Vexlar, uh, sold out to, uh, uh, Valiant Wealth Management, uh, Robert Jablanski. Uh, I believe that they're from down in the Des Moines area. But, uh, yeah, Steve uh, had owned Vexar since 1995. Had worked there uh, um, for a hell of a long time uh, before he even owned it. And, uh, yeah, it just was time for him to uh, step away. So he sold it off uh, to this uh, Robert Jablanski of Valiant Wealth Management. And, uh, um, you know, kind of obviously uh somebody something wealth management uh when you're thinking about a fishing company getting sold that's not exactly who you figure uh, was going to be buying at a wealth management um they said something about wanting to diversify their portfolio and uh i don't know kind of a head scratcher a little bit i'm not saying that in a bad way or a good way um but uh yeah like i said it just kind of makes you think yeah yeah you know like we've got some wealth advisors downtown don't see Corey Hymanson going ahead and buying. And saying, you know, no, we're going to buy it. Yeah, I think we're going to get a going to get a uh, fishing company. But uh, whatever the case, it. Uh, um, I'll be honest. Uh, Facebook's a cruel place, and uh, I think Vexar even took down their uh, their Facebook posts because I think was probably getting a little warm uh you know when people think about uh private equity companies coming in and scooping up a business um you know a lot of the times uh let's face it it's to maximize profits uh you know outsourcing most things you know to overseas uh, a lot of times things get cheaper and uh uh, prices, th- the quality gets cheaper and the prices go up. And, uh, that's, that's normally what happens in, in a situation like this. I'm not saying that is what's going to happen here with Vexlar. Uh, both Matt and I are Vexlar fans. I did see a lot of the Vexlar employees, uh, very active on social media saying they are excited for this change. Uh, they think that it's going to be a good thing. Uh, when the employees are saying that, uh, you know, I, I guess, uh, um, 
you know, that that would be the first people that were going to be pretty disgruntled if they didn't think it was a good yeah, deal. Exactly so, right. Yeah. So um, I did see Matt Waldern, past guest, uh, um, uh, said that he was uh, said that he was very excited about it. Um, I did see a email that Corey Studer sent out to uh, the Vexar Pro staff. Uh, he kind of seemed excited about it, uh, said nothing was really changing on his end, uh, um, you know, that uh, this Robert was uh, uh, looking forward to just uh, <clears throat> springboarding off the success that uh, Steve Bowman had uh, had made over the 50, 60 years that Vexar's been around. So um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, um, you know, well, I, 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 I mean, hopefully it keeps going like it always has been. Like, what's the old saying? If it's not broke, don't fix exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Like I mean, so. obviously there was money to be made there. Uh, they were selling units. Uh, still the still the old standby. I don't care how many live scopes and active targets and, and Helix 12s or whatever the hell they all are. Like, I mean, uh, when, when it comes to dropping a freaking transducer down a hole and finding fish, uh, um, you know, the Vexars, it, it, it's simple, but that's, you know, what, uh, that, that's also the selling point, you know, yeah, it I really mean, is the, I mean, the it's, thing it's that people kind of friendly. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, maybe the thing that uh, people kind of knock about it is the thing that the people love about it actually too, yeah, you know, yeah. ah, it's, it's too simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of what we're looking stupid. for. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, so whatever the case, it'll be interesting. And, uh, uh, I hope, hope all goes well there. The industry does need Vexlar. Oh, it does. You know, you got, like you said, the live scopes, you got those for those guys that want to really dive in and get high techy. And, uh, you know, for some people, the Vexlars themselves are, you know, a flasher is high tech, but yeah, uh, yep, exactly. a lot easier to use than what some people think it is. Yep. Um, out of the bass fishing world, uh, the Bass Pro Tour, uh, which is the uh, the highest level of major league fishing, uh, the anglers have come together to form the Angler Protection Committee after the announcement of changes by major league fishing earlier this week. The group claims to have the majority of BPT anglers behind them and is aiming to sit down with the organization to find a solution that works for everybody. Uh, Boyd Duckett uh, has commented. You can find the comments and more uh, on the Bass Fan uh, website. Uh, Trouble in Paradise is, is basically <laughs> all I'm going to say there. I mean, uh, I've, I've been saying it for years. Uh, when Well, A... Uh, when you got a guy that uh, is is fishing the the tour, but is also owns the tour and kind of gets to make up rules as you go and and whatever, that's that's a recipe for disaster. We're seeing it in the dirt track world with Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet doing high limit. I don't care if you're for it or if you're against it, whatever. But the, that's that's just not going to end up all right. But whatever the case, um, uh. Yeah, I think uh, you know that it was it was every fish counts, and then it was five fish limit. Now we're back to every fish counts. Oh, actually, we're going to axe half the field after this year if you're not a producer, and uh, you know entry fees, no entry fees. Oh, now we're back to entry fees again, <laughs> yeah, and, right. and whatever. Like everything, these all over the freaking morons have sold these anglers on is is you know maybe one year it is the next year it isn't about halfway through this season we're going to be changing some things and and uh i i it, it's a freaking it it's a circus is what it, it is really i, is. I don't it care. Go, it's all over the place it's like they're chasing their tail half the time it's just kind of like you sit back and just kind of watch it implode yep. i mean this, this is, is what this, it is 
this would be a good time for Bass to come in and really flex their muscle and prove that they are the dominant, you know, company in bass fishing and kind of like, like you texted me today, take some of those guys that they kicked out and that are disgruntled over there and say, Hey, you know, why don't you come back home? I, I honest to goodness think if they put a, put a deal out there that said, Hey, if you fished the elite series before and uh, now you're over at BPT, you're a little bit sick and tired of it. And if you want to come back, um, you know, do, you know, come back or whatever. And, and yeah, granted, uh, you know, the elite series that's supposed to be at 85 anglers or whatever would probably jump to 130 or, or whatever. But, uh, I don't know. That would, uh, I, I think it would be the kiss of death. I think it'd be the end of MLF. Uh, I don't know. I, you got to think Bass is thinking about it. No, they got it. No one, no one that that many people are, uh, you, you kind of look, you know, there's a lot of guys over there on, on MLF that, God dang it. That's two weeks um, in a row. Uh, it is, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that would have the legends exemption that, uh, should, you know, be able to come back, whatever. Um, <laughs> it was my wife. Can we make chili soup this weekend and have cinnamon rolls with it? <laughs> Hell yeah, we can. Hell yeah. 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 Why couldn't we? <laughs> yep. But, uh, whatever the case, uh, um, yeah, like I said, trouble in paradise. We've all seen this coming. Um, I don't know. It's, they're going to flip flop back and forth until everyone's just kind of had enough. And, uh, yeah. Well, well you know who they're going to flip flop back and forth just to make one person happy all the time. And that's going to be Boyd. So, yep. And he's an idiot. <laughs> he is an idiot. All right, now I got my phone on silent for the last four minutes of the show, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think uh, are we up to Freedom Brew? Uh, Did you good wanna, news stories? How's the? I know that. Uh, how how long do you guys have left left of the Biggest Loser competition? Right. Why Why didn't you? Uh, we are done this coming Monday. This Monday is this it. coming Monday, and uh, it's you know it's kind of crazy like there there's been some guys that you know have really lost 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 and it's like holy moly like you know they're half of what they used to be and you know I, i'll i'll say like about two weeks ago everyone kind of started hitting the wall and so i'm the only one that actually knows everyone's weights now i we right. we did a deal with the last two weeks that uh um just in case i mean it, it it's it's one of those deals like where if if I put my weight in in the morning and you know I'm at 241 pounds and and all of a sudden you realize like you know golly I, you know if I shave two ounces off like you know I'm in the lead and I just didn't want I you know this way no one no one's suspected of cheating I don't I didn't suspect anyone of cheating and I it mean, just becomes the a dude, surprise the and... dude that loses nine pounds one week all of a sudden the next week's up two and a half so <laughs> right, I mean it's, yeah. it's like it, it just is what it is but uh um whatever the case it's been a lot of fun I think right now I'm down like 23 pounds and if I probably weighed myself tomorrow morning I'd probably be down 26 pounds or something like that so uh uh helped me a lot and you know I, I you know, I'm a guy, so like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sit here and, and, you know, toot my own horn or, or, you know, be goofy or whatever. But, uh, in, in like the past two weeks, I've actually had a lot of people come up and be like, you know, golly, Scott, like, you know, I, I can really tell I can, you know, tell that yeah. you, whatever. And, and you know, that, uh, I mean, 
I've been eating all, I've been eating salads for seven seven weeks, and you know, for for people that listen to this show, you know how important frozen pizza is. I haven't had a frozen pizza since right, this whole yeah. entire deal started. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't had a couple burgers along the way. We this last Saturday, you know, I went and had Taco John's. It had lettuce on it, so it's it's healthy. It's a salad, whatever, exactly. But um, you know, I mean, for for a guy like me, that eating was you know kind of what I based my life around. Uh, you know, to kind of strip that all away, and you know, it, it it just feels good. I needed to lose twenty five pounds for one, but uh, you know, I'm feeling good too. You know, getting on that treadmill and. Uh, you know, I was kind of sick uh, a week and a half ago, and so I went probably eight, eight, ten days without being on the treadmill. And I went on Sunday night, and <laughs> you can tell. Oh, bet your ass! I can't. like, good God. Well, I think one of the fun things throughout the whole process too is like you had that little Facebook group of everybody that was uh, part of the competition, and it, it stopped becoming a competition pretty fast. And it, you know, it's like you said, it's kind of a camaraderie deal where you yeah. guys, everybody yep. was kind of encouraging everybody in that group you know sharing their experiences and their stories i mean uh the other day one of the guys he kind of shared about like you know the scale might not be moving where he wanted it to be but you know he's he's feeling way better and his clothes are fitting better he's you know he's had a good like going down in clothes sizes you can tell the inches are falling off you know sometimes that scale can be a battle you know, fighting that thing all the time. But, uh, you know, just you guys is like just the health of it all around health. And I mean, not just the physical health of it, but the mental health of it all too. I mean, it's been fun to kind of watch you guys yep. through it all and everything. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, let's face it. We're all fat dudes and, and, uh, you know, we're all, we're all eaters, whatever. And, you know, husky. So husky. exactly husky, but you know, like I, I posted a picture of the break room the one day, you know, that we had a pizza party at work yeah. and it's like, really? And then you're going to throw this shit on me, but you know, and, and, and everybody's like, stay strong, yep, you know, yep. like everybody's <laughs> And like, then I oh. send back a picture on my plate and it's like, <laughs> I, I done folded, I done folded before I ever started. But, uh, you know, and, and, and it's funny cause we're all, you know, we all kind of struggle with some of that stuff and, and, uh, you know, the overeating and, and maybe not eating quite as healthy as what we should, whatever. But, uh, it's fun when, when you can BS with other dudes that, you know, get it. Yeah. Get it. Right, and and you guys are just doing it just to like kind of hold of each other accountable. Yep. You know, just just actually it was more of like the movement of it all, like getting out there and exercising a yep. little bit more on top of eating healthy. It wasn't like it was like some type of like major weight loss competition right. where right. you guys were like you guys aren't all going to be posing in bikinis or anything like that for like a calendar. I mean, I guess you could. There's enough you guys. we are, so <laughs> uh, you just didn't get invited because you're that's not, all right. you don't. That's all right. I don't need a copy either, but. Uh, all right. I'll <laughs> autograph one for you. But, yeah, no, it's just it's been a cool thing to follow along with you guys this whole time. Yep, yep. So, yeah, we'll have a winner uh, next week on that, but uh, <clears throat> whatever. Uh, Freedom Brew, good news stories of the week. Uh, Freedom Brew in Larchwood, Iowa, owned by our friends Austin and Brianna Bruggeman, the absolute coolest, greatest people in the whole entire world, but they make even better coffee. Uh, and they got the, I had one of them Lotus Energy drinks the other day, too. And, and it was uh, good. Damn tasty. Mm-hmm. 
damn tasty. Kicking the shorts, giving oh, you all the energy. It just, did. Yeah. It's like I could, uh, I could like hear sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the lotus. Well, I think you the can. Lotus you you is always like hear the... sounds. You always hear sounds. I could. That's true. I, yeah. I, I, wow. I could, I could you... hear colors. I don't know how it goes. Or... Yeah. So I think the lotus is actually the fruit of the, the coffee plant or something like something that. Like I think that. That Austin was cool. telling me. He he knows the science, but he's uh, he's a he's a coffee biologist. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm sure they have. Radio, like he's coffee. We know a couple fisheries biologists, but they're down here in Iowa, yeah. where they manage the waters for the anglers and not for themselves and different <laughs> things like that. Um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Freedom Brew, Larchwood, Iowa, worth your drive from anywhere. And uh, um, for those of you coming to the Dakota Angler Ice Institute, uh, especially those of you coming from the east, I highly recommend uh, that you swing through Larchwood, get yourself a big cup of Java, and head on over to the head on over to the show. But uh, uh, Matt, well, you got what? What's your good news story this week? Well, you know, in response to the dad jokes last week. That okay. We did on yep. here. Had a little fun with that. Kyle Lynn sent me a snap of his son Benjamin saying that he thought they were pretty good. He gave me the thumb, you know, thumbs of up of approval. So that's kind of my uh, my good news story you of bet. the week. Yep. Sounds like a smart kid. Yeah. Very, very smart. smart. Yep. Um, so, well, uh, I got a dog. You got a dog. Yep, and I don't know if that's good news or the worst news story of my whole entire life. Uh, every day that goes by, I, uh, well, I shouldn't say every day that goes by, Saturday, um, you know, I, I've, I've talked about this a couple times yeah. on the show that, you know, I was kind of kicking around the idea. Friday morning, I messaged the guy and I said, hey, is this dog still available? And, and you know, I just wanted him to say, yeah, no, he got sold, whatever. And uh, he wrote back and nope, still available. And it's like, son of a bitch, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. So I, I went home and I talked to Kayla on Friday night and she pretty much shut me down. And on Saturday, she was shutting me down, shutting me down, shutting me down. And then I started getting the kids in on it and yeah. they're, they're, they're starting like, to work on, on her, starting to work on her. And I'm like, well, you know, let's maybe just go over there and take a look at it. So we went over there. I've got the cash in my pocket. I'm, I'm 100% sure the second I pull on this yard, I'm just giving this guy the cash and I'm rolling out with He's this dog. And, going. and uh, then I got there and I started thinking about everything that uh, the anti-doggers in my life, you know, well, you got to do this, you got to do that, whatever. It was a big dog. Um, whatever, kind of going back and forth. Well, you know, maybe I just need to drive home and, and think about it for a day and I'll come back on Monday if, uh, if you know, if I still want it on Monday, whatever. And then my three-year-old said something like, you know, Dad, we going to take this puppy home? And it's yeah. like, all right, all right. load yes, her up. Yes, we are. And uh, he, gal dang it, he is cute, but gal dang it, he is a pain in the ass. Yep, that's and, uh, puppy. Yep. So, uh, you know me, you know, my patience, uh, I've just got tons of patience, but uh, whatever, he's, uh, honest to goodness, he's sleeping pretty well through the night, uh, only waking up a time or two. Um the potty training is, is coming. Um, I think probably better than what, uh, better than what should be realistically expected. Um, 
the leash, uh, you know, the first couple days you put a leash on him and he freaking acted like you shot him. And, uh, I don't know. We, he, he's coming around with that too. I think he finally realized that leashes mean walking and that means fun and whatever, but it, it's going, it's going good. Uh, you know, as good as what I can ask. And I know every, you know, the, the, the first week or two here, you know, we're going to have plenty of bumps and, and obviously over the first two months, it's going to be plenty of bumps, but, uh, you know, after, after this first two weeks, uh, you know, things are going to slowly get easier. Everyone, you know, just, yep. and, and we are routine people. So I think that fits well for the dog. Like we, I wake up the same time every single day. Yep, that's all. I that's go and do this every single day, you know come home about the same time every single day we go to bed most nights uh you know same time we do a lot of the same things and and i think that fits well for for training a dog um as long as i can get my wife to as long as i can get my wife to not give in like that's hey, that's this, the if, biggest if, thing yep. is everybody's got to get on board and yep. understand like what the common goal is and yep. all that what the training things are that's that's always the toughest part yeah yeah, wives. Yeah, wives is what well, you're saying. And, that's always the kids. toughest part. Wives. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, whatever. Uh, what, what did you what did you name the Smokey? Smokey. Smokey. It was between Smokey, Sully, Frankie, and Louie. Mm-hmm. My wife wanted Louie. I wanted Sully. My son said, "Ain't no way we're doing Sully." Uh, my my wife also wanted Benny, but my cut co- my cousin's kid's name is Benny, and so that didn't make a whole lot of sense. I would think it's weird if my cousin named his dog Slate or her dog Slate. So yeah, that that'd be kind of weird, whatever. But uh, um, no, we got uh, we got Smokey. It's uh, I believe they call it Merle. Um, that's kind of a great, yeah. he's a real gray dog. So kind of looks like smoke. So that's why we called him Smokey. If, if, if you're imagining in your head, he's a mini Bernadoodle, which is a Bernese mountain dog and a poodle mix. Basically he looks like a baby black bear, okay. except gray. Right. right. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. exactly what he looks like. But, uh, nah, he's, he's cute. He's fun. Uh, um, yeah, I don't I'm know. Be out on the ice with you this winter. <sighs> Hanging out in the shack. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You, you get a freaking trouble hook caught in that hair, and you're in trouble. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no. That's a good point. All right. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to call that uh, episode 239. We thank you guys all for uh, joining in and listening. Uh, hope to see you guys all at the Ice Institute uh, here in a couple weeks. But uh, otherwise, uh, uh, we'll call, uh, call that an end, and we'll see you next week on episode 240. Later. <laughs>